Hey everybody, this is Joe Benny alongside my brother Robert Benny and this is episode 5 of our Educate, Train, and Inspire podcast. If you hear scratching and uh, noise, it's probably because Robert's dog, Bell, is attacking our legs and running around like a, a wild child. Um, but episode 5, we're going to be talking about our draft day experiences. Um, a lot of the feedback we've gotten from our podcast, people want more personal stories and um and insight from our experiences and two uh popular topics that popped up were what was it like to get drafted and how did you get drafted and the other topic was what's a typical day in a pro baseball player's life so episode five this episode will be dedicated towards our draft days draft day experience and episode six will be about um you know a day in the life of a professional baseball player you know our routines and kind of how we went about our day um so to get started i know you rob Along with me, our draft day experiences were pretty stressful, but a lot went into getting drafted, a lot of hard work, and also a lot of luck. I think a lot of people don't realize how much luck is involved in getting drafted, you know, playing well or performing well at the right time, or maybe a scout's not necessarily there for you. Um, maybe they're there for one of your teammates, and you end up putting on a show, and all of a sudden you get the interest. But for you, I know your draft um, experience started way back in high school um, when you were a first-team All-State Pennsylvania player, and you were highly recruited. Yeah, uh, I was fortunate enough to put up a couple good years throughout high school and uh, going through some um, camps and like combines with baseball, I was able to grab some noise in from scouts and start getting letters and start getting on the radar that uh, to get my name out there and I was starting to get some letters from teams and whatnot and uh, also you get invited to certain scout teams for like... I was invited to the Yankee scout team to play for them, play in their tournaments and all that stuff, which gives you a lot of uh, feedback and just put you on the map. So, uh, had a great high school career. Ended up getting a scholarship to University of Virginia. But you got a lot of noise too, because I mean, not only were, you were one of the more highly recruited players out of Pennsylvania, East Carolina, Virginia, uh, Louisville. I mean, all three are top twenty-five, and you know, at Virginia at the time, they were number one in the nation. Two years, yeah. two at they that ran, point, like two, they, they were like top five for a couple of years in a row. Yeah. They went to the College World Series and. They were pretty good. Yeah, I was uh, pretty heavily recruited by a couple, a couple good teams that were consistently top twenty-five in the country for Division One baseball. So the the noise was out there. I was definitely a little bit on the map. But what happens when you get highly recruited is sometimes uh, the high school player has a lot of leverage in terms of what he will sign for, just because the team, the MLB team, will have to pull you away from the scholarship. So with that, sometimes. You don't. You'll drop in the draft a lot, or you won't get offered what you're supposed to be, supposed to, just because teams feel like you're gonna end up taking a scholarship or taking the. So basically, your signability. Yeah, your signability. Sign yeah. So, um, so I eventually didn't even get drafted out of high school. I went to the University of Virginia for two years, but it didn't end up working out. I was stuck behind two uh, first round picks. Uh, Derek Fisher, who actually has a World Series ring with Houston Astros, Astros yeah. and he's with the Toronto Blue Jays. Then Mike uh, Mike Poppy was a uh, Indians. Indians. He's in Triple A. He was a first rounder. And then Brandon Downs. Brandon like Downs, tenth overall by the tenth over tenth, tenth round. Rounds. Royals. Royals, and then Joe, Joe McCarthy, McCarthy was a fifth rounder, I think. I think third by the Rays. Yeah, it was, it was pretty high. He was, and then now he's with the he's with the San Francisco Giants now. Yeah, you got traded. So I was, I was stuck behind a very talented outfield and uh, recruit. So eventually, I ended up transferring to uh, East Stroudsburg University, which is a local Division uh, Two powerhouse that I grew up right by because I went to uh, Stroudsburg High School. Grew up in Stroudsburg, and through there, I, 
Um, I honestly didn't know my path. I didn't really know. I was going there with a clean slate, just trying to earn my way, earn my stripes again. And uh, I had a very good scout day. I know a lot of the scouts had me on their like little board things ready just because I was from University of Virginia and they've obviously heard of me through being in that area growing up there and stuff. So I ended up having a great scout day, getting a lot of letters and noise from some teams and you know, so I actually started to like kinda like believe again and not well, believe I had the ability but believe in that it was it was out there. But I went through the season, had a fantastic year, ended being PSAC player of the year, region player of the year and in a an all American. So I mean, an All American across every publication too. Yeah. First team All American, and you were also run off for Division Two Player of the Year, which is a significant honor yeah. in itself. The Tino Martinez Award. So I mean, you had more than just a great season. I mean, you had one. That, you probably had arguably the best season in that school's history from an offensive player. You broke several single season school records. It was definitely a good year. I couldn't have asked for honestly a better year. Uh, we had a great year as a team as well. But uh, when the season ended, I had. Pretty much, you know, I've heard some t- from some teams, the Mariners, Mets, uh, the A's, and I think, uh, I don't know, a couple other, I can't even think about them right now, but uh, I, did, I had no idea, because they keep me in the dark a lot, especially I knew I wasn't going to be a, a very high round, high pick in the uh, MLB draft, so I actually went to go play local summer ball in Lehigh Valley just to stay fresh, just to do something while Because you were a sure junior, too, so you still had a year of eligibility Yeah, I had left. one more year left regardless, so I mean, I wanted to you know, continue putting in my work just in case I didn't get drafted and had yeah. to go. So um, I ended up watching draft in New Jersey at my aunt's house for my uh, for my aunt and my parents. And um, after the first day, obviously, I knew I wasn't going to get drafted. And the second day, two, two, two through ten went by. I was like, okay. And I knew the third day was really going to be my day, Hope hopefully. And it was just, it was nerve-wracking. Uh, you honestly you don't know. You don't hear much. You get a couple calls here and there, kind of letting you know you're on the draft board and whatnot. And then and towards the end of the teens, my, the, the scout who ended up drafting me, Ron Vaughn, called me. I was like, hey, you're, you're going to be coming up soon. You're on the draft board. We're, we're pushing for you. And then... Uh, While all that was happening, I was playing for the Oakland A's. I was in California in the high, for the high A affiliate, the Stockton Ports, and we're in Visalia. And I still remember it. It was um, the third day of the draft. And a lot of people in the organization kind of knew um, Robert was a stud and that he was most likely going to get drafted, and they knew the A's were very interested in him. Um, I guess just to talk around the coaches and the and the scouts that come in and out, and I know the director of player development, he was in town a week or two before that, and he actually brought up my brother to me um, asking some questions about him. So I knew they were very interested in Robert, which is really cool for me, just being with the A's and knowing them, knowing that they were interested in my brother. Um, but I was working out. We were at the gym. It was gym bus day. And I was at the gym like at 9, 10 in the morning, East Coast time. I mean, West Coast time. And the draft was going on. Robert and I were texting. And our um, athletic trainer and our weight coach, um, our weight training coach, were following the draft waiting for your name. And I think they knew before I did because all of a sudden I heard them going nuts. And around that time, I got I think I got a call from you like a couple minutes later saying you got drafted. <clears throat> Yeah, so I uh, pretty much got drafted. Uh, I got a call from the scout. I actually saw my name. I'll go back. I saw my, my dad saw the, my name on the on the board, and he started you know celebrating. And not even a minute later, I got called by uh, the scout, Ron Vaughn, letting me know I was drafted by the Oakland A's in twenty fourth round, and that he'd give me a call back in twenty minutes to discuss you know signing bonus and whatnot. But uh, 
it was just a sigh of relief. It was, you know, all that hard work, the adversity you have to go through just to get to that point. You know, leaving Virginia, then going to back home to East Stroudsburg. It was, you know, it was a lot to deal with, but, you know, all, it was just such a sigh of relief. And, you know, get, getting to play pro ball for two, pro ball for two years and, uh, you know, living your dream was pretty awesome. No, definitely. I mean, especially someone for you who's so highly recruited out of high school and going to the University of Virginia and things might, you know, not necessarily going your way, which you see across, you know, college football, college baseball. I mean, Justin Fields, the quarterback for Ohio State, was the the highest ranked quarterback prospect ever coming out of high school. One of them, top I mean, quarterback for them, Justin yeah. Eaton. Yeah, had to transfer too. Just, I mean, you, you see s- it everywhere. You see it everywhere. It's, it's right circumstances, right time, right place. And unfortunately, Virginia didn't work out for you. But then going to East Stroudsburg University and putting up the kind of season you had just to get it, just to give yourself an opportunity and then it ended up working out for you. And I think that's one of the things people don't realize is in order to get drafted, you have to be dominant. You have to be very good. You have to be way above average um, to even get looked at. I mean, unless you're a pitcher, obviously, and you, you have a big-time arm, the numbers might not, might not necessarily match. But if you're an offensive player, you have to produce. And um, the way you did, produced your uh, – Junior year at East Stroudsburg University, I mean, you broke the single-season hitch record, doubles record, runs record. I mean, you were up there and everything, and it was it was pretty fantastic to watch, you know, while I was pursuing my career. Um, but my draft my, my draft experience is a little different than Roberts. I wasn't highly recruited out of high school. I was small for my – my senior year of high school, I think I was like 5'10", 140 pounds soaking wet. Um, I was getting recruited by Division ones, but they were smaller D1s. I think the highest, the, the highest level D1s I had looking at me were West Virginia and UConn. Um, but I settled out LaSalle, uh, to LaSalle University, so I didn't have any pro looks like Robert did out of high school. Um, I had a good high school career. I just wasn't at that level yet. I needed more development. So I went to LaSalle University. Um, unfortunately, my freshman year, I, it ended with a dislocated shoulder. Um, my sophomore year was really kind of like my freshman year since I didn't have a lot of experience as a freshman, and I, I struggled my whole year. I, I Probably the worst season I've ever had in my life. I think I hit like 220, and I played every day. Um, making errors in the field it was just, it was a very rough season and a very reality it was like a reality check to me because baseball up to that point was pretty pretty easy you know I always had my way with things in high school and um, it kind of made me go back to the drawing boards and make me look myself in the mirror basically and say I, I gotta make a change here yeah I mean it's kind of funny you say how you you had 220 at LaSalle but then you're hitting 300 in high A yeah professional baseball winning team MVPs in pro ball you know that's that's that just shows what, how tough baseball is and just how, you know, weird of a game it is. I mean, talking about a low-level D1 playing in the uh, Atlantic, 10. Atlantic 10 and then going to play in Stockton, yeah. hitting 300. Yeah, you know, just, it's wild. And that's why I always tell kids, you know, it's, a, it's about the development. I was always a better professional hitter than I ever was a high school and college hitter. And it's because of that constant focus on development and working at my craft and practicing hard. And I, and I think that's just so crucial because, like, wow, you hit the nail on the head. I was a much better professional player and had way more success um, relative, obviously, to competition yeah. than I ever did in high school and college. But um, so, yeah, my sophomore year of college ended, uh, ended rough. And I went to – so I went to play college ball in um, collegiate summer league. You know, it's kind of like the Rockford Rivers. They play in the Northwoods. I played in the Valley League, which is in Virginia. It's a top – one of the top uh, summer leagues in the country. And I had a fantastic year. You know, things started to click for me finally. All the hard work was paying off. I um, was named the top shortstop in the league. I was named the top pros- MLB prospect in the league. And then from that, I was named the top 200 MLB prospect going into my junior year of college. So going into my junior year of college, I had a legitimate shot of getting drafted and not only getting drafted, but getting drafted very high and uh, making some money. So I was very excited, had a lot to go into my junior year. But unfortunately, once again, met adversity, 
tore my labrum and rotator cuff and partially tore my rotator cuff, which I tried playing through throughout the year. Hit well, but defensively I couldn't play much. The Nationals were looking at me um, and were scouting me all year and were very interested, but unfortunately with that injury requiring surgery, they stayed away. Um, ended up getting the surgery after my junior year of college. Transferred to East Stroudsburg University for personal reasons. Um, that's our hometown university. It's a D2 powerhouse. I've known the coach my whole life, and I, I felt like my last year of college baseball, I wanted to be there, and I think I had the best chance for me to recover and also develop enough where I had a shot at getting drafted the next year. So it was my senior year at East Stroudsburg University. I fresh off surgery, haven't played baseball probably in six months at that point. Um, and some of the first baseball I played was scout day that East Stroudsburg holds every year. And there was 15 scouts there and I had a very impressive show. And I ran the fastest time, hit a couple and hit a lot of balls out of the ballpark, um, fielded well. And I, that's what, that's what really put my name on the map yet again. Some of them remembered me from my sophomore year at the Valley league. Um, so I started getting letters. I probably got contacted by, I think about little more than half of the major league teams. I probably about 16 or 17 teams. And it was a pretty cool experience because almost every day you're getting letters. Um, you're getting phone calls, emails from scouts, and it's, it's a very exciting time. Um, you kind of just start imagining yourself in different hats. I go to, I remember, you know, people are going to find this corny, but I remember I used to go to Lids at the mall, the hat store, and I would try on the different hats and be like, oh, I wonder which one I'm going to end up wearing. But, um, so I had a really good season. Um, I was actually, I only made, I committed only one error in over 200 opportunities as second baseman, um, was named the national gold glove winner for second base, stole over 25 bases, hit for power. And, um, Fortunately, as the season went on, more teams started taking notice, and I started getting a lot of calls. The four teams that were very interested in me were the A's, the Mariners, Mets, and Blue Jays, um, calling me nonstop. The Mariners at the time honestly seemed the most interested as the, the scout was constantly calling me, asking me how much money it would take for me to sign, which kind of confused me because I was a senior. I didn't have much leverage. I just thought I would be a senior sign, basically, meaning you sign for $1,000 and you're a professional ball player, but uh, I seemed like I had a little more leverage than I thought. Um, the A's I knew were very interested in me, Ron Vaughn, the scout that drafted myself and my brother. He's a Northeast Regional Scout for um, the Oakland A's. Um, he saw me my first weekend at East Stroudsburg University down in North Carolina and I had a really good weekend. I think I went like 10 for 12 with a couple home runs. Was named Regional Hitter of the Week, National Player of the Week. Um, so I think that put me on the radar with them a little bit. But uh, like Robert said too, as the season goes on though, even though they stay a little bit in contact, you're in the dark. You have no idea. And these scouts don't have any idea. And the scouts have little say come draft day. They can love you and say, we're pushing for you and we're pulling for you. We want you. But ultimately, it's up to the GM to make the decision. They have to sell the GM on drafting the guy they want because every organization, say, has 50 scouts, right? All of them are coming in with a handful of five to 10 players each that they really like, and they're selling them on them. And more times than not, it's the, it's the scout that has the best track record or the scout that can be the best salesman come in that draft room. So no matter how much these scouts wanted you, you never knew. So I knew I wasn't going to get drafted in the top five rounds. I thought there was a shot between six to ten just because usually those guys are guys that are going to take less money. You know, with the new um, draft rules, this, the professional teams only have a certain amount allotted money they can spend in the first ten rounds. So I thought I'd be possibly like an eighth, ninth, tenth uh, round pick. Um, I wasn't. The next day, um, draft day, the third draft day, the Mariners called me first thing in the morning and said, I'm one of the top names on the board. Expect a call. Well, rounds came and went. I didn't get my, my name wasn't called. Um, and I didn't hear anything from the A's, Mets, or Blue Jays up, um, going into that third day. So I was kind of getting a little nervous at that point. The Mariners guy called me again saying they're going to get me 
in round 20. As soon as they can, they had two picks. I once again went undrafted by them. Then the A's called me and said, hey, we're about to make the pick. And um, I was picked by the Oakland A's. And the funny thing was the one second I wasn't paying attention to the draft because Robert was on TV um, on ESPN in the Super Regional game. Yeah, playing uh, South no, Mississippi State. Mississippi State. University of Virginia is playing Mississippi State. So while the draft was going on, I had a draft party. I had all my closest friends and family at my house. Um, so my dad, my, everyone was outside following the draft. And I went inside for a second to watch the game. And then all of a sudden, I heard a roar outside, and my dad was going nuts. And I guess my name was called. He came in. I, I got emotional. We got emotional. It was just, it was surreal. Just the, all the hard work that goes into getting drafted. Once again, all the adversity. You know, having to transfer schools, two pretty serious injuries in three years at LaSalle with the dislocated shoulder, and then the Laberman rotator cuff tear. Um, it was awesome. So I got drafted. The scout called me again, saying congratulations. Um, I'm going to call you tomorrow to t- um, talk to you about your terms of the contract. I was unrepresented by a, an agent at the time, so I basically negotiated for myself. Um, he, so he came two days later to my house. I signed my first professional contract. And the next day, I was on a plane to Arizona to suit up um, as a member of the Oakland A's organization. Um, and it was, it, you know, my six years in pro baseball taught me so much. It, it, it was the greatest six years of my life. It led me to my wife, Maya who's from Beloit, um, Wisconsin. I met her because I was playing for the Beloit Snappers, which is a single-A affiliate of the Oakland A's. So getting drafted by the A's and going through my career led me to so much that I have today, and it was honestly the greatest day of my life. Yeah. Besides sure. besides my wedding and the birth of my son. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, you hit on nail on the head. It's, it's a fantastic experience, just putting all the work in, and we both put them because we worked out together all throughout childhood and with our dad and through high school we had to play one year in high school together then yeah i remember when you got drafted uh i we finished the game we were playing mississippi state and then i literally grabbed my phone in the locker room and went out went outside and called you up and we're talking it was just you can hear it in your voice you're almost like speechless yeah, your voice was so cool you're like date in a daze it was kind of funny but uh yeah i mean it's just a crazy experience uh but I think you hit the nail on the head. I don't think people realize how much work it goes into. And I think if people that do come to lessons and parents that we talk to, we always preach working hard because Robert and I clearly, we, we had ability. We had talent. We're not going to sit here and say we were talentless. We had ability. But we worked so hard ever since I can remember. I mean, my dad, our dad would pick us up from school. We'd beg him to take him, us to the field. And five days a week, we were out there. When it was too cold, we were in the cages at a local gym that had a batting cage attached to its basketball court. And when no one was playing basketball, we'd sneak in long toss real quick. Yeah. And it was nonstop. And, you know, and through the adversity, we just became stronger. It was never a thought of quitting. It was always, how can I get better? How can I get through this? Or what, what's the next step I can take? You know, learning from people who have been there and done that. You know, I was fortunate enough to play with a lot of guys that were better than me. And um, even still to this day, or even during my career, you know, I was always asking the older guys, you know, what was their key to success? And I think one thing we never stopped doing was learning. And I think, I think that can go for everybody. Never stop learning. Never stop looking for knowledge. Never, it's okay to ask for help because believe me, anyone that's ever made it in this game has gotten help. Oh, yeah, I mean, you need help. I mean, for sure, you got to always, I mean, just put anything, got to ask questions, you know, just keep, continue learning and trying to perfect your craft I mean, no matter what it is. Absolutely. Well, I hope you enjoyed our draft day experience. Um, it was thinking back on it. I'm already stressed out. I'm sweating again just because that day was so stressful. Oh, God, that was a <laughs> but um, 
Yeah, so thank you for the support on the podcast. We enjoy doing it. If you have any questions or is that, there's any other topics you would like us to discuss, please comment them. Um, episode six, like I said, will be a, um, we'll talk about a day in the life of a pro baseball player. Talk to you soon.